Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. I am ever so grateful that you use me um, to share your word. We ask you, Lord, to remove any kind of selfishness and stress or worry, and knowing that you're in full control. So we ask you to speak through us, Lord, and touch our heart. Let them receive your word and have such a desire to love mankind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I am so excited to, uh, to see you all. I was a little nervous at first, Onika, uh, when the praise and worship team got up. And I looked out there, it was only about five people. I said, uh-oh. Big Red's lost and everybody stayed at home. So I, uh, I want you to understand something. Uh, God had a beautiful plan, um, and his plan is fail-proof. And so he, he, he wants us to, to understand that he wants to impact the world, and he wants uh, racism and division and all that stuff. Uh, it really should never be in existence. Uh, because uh, at the foot of the cross, there's so much diversity at the foot of the cross. Uh, there's so much love at the foot of the cross. Um, and so Jesus Christ came uh, that we would all have this relationship with God. Um, uh, in uh, Romans chapter 11, uh, Romans chapter 11, um, I just want to read this before I get into my text. Uh, in verse number 11, it says, did God's people stumble and fall beyond recover? Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? He says, of course not. They were disobedient, so God made salvation available to the Gentiles. But he wanted his own people to become jealous, and he claimed it for themselves. Now, if the Gentiles were enriched because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world would share when they finally accept it. Then he goes on the 13th verse. He says, I am saying all this, especially for, the, for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as an apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this, for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I may save some of them. For since they rejected, their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance would be even more wonderful if, I mean, more wonderful, it would be a life for those who were dead. The children of Israel were God's chosen people. And the Gentiles were a group of people outside of God's will. And these group of people really didn't know who God was. So when God revealed himself, man, through the Gentiles, he wanted um, the Gentiles uh, to really have a relationship with God as well. But the thing he wanted them to really understand was uh, I want the Gentile, I want the Israelites, the one who I chose, man, to really express my thought process 
uh, the way you're supposed to love, the way you're supposed to care. Um, because they had stopped doing it, God brought the Gentiles in, gave them his spirit, so that je- the, those people who are supposed to be saved, I'm trying to make it contextual so you guys understand, uh, because we're going to deal with the people who have a relationship with God and the people who are not, and who God has brought in, and sometimes in a church, people get jealous and, and, uh, and uh, all anxious and upset and bent out of shape when someone comes into the church that's a part of God's kingdom, and, and then they come in and they become jealous because these people come in and, and they start to work and God start to bless them when we as a people have not made our commitment to God, right? So I'm going to try to uh, let you guys know about the spiritual house and how powerful it is, right? And so I want you to understand the significance of it because we're going to talk about it in such a way that you guys understand that this is a spiritual journey, not a natural journey. Everybody say spiritual. So you got to understand God always expresses his power. And the temple was a place, man, where they knew God's presence was there, right? And they so they knew the presence. So the children of Israel was really bit out of shape, uh, Sister Nichols, uh, when they tore down the temple because they felt that like God's presence was in the temple because God always visited them there, all right? And so that temple was a place where they know if they was in trouble, if they got there, they would be all right. They, they, they knew that, right? Uh, and so this temple... Uh, house, really, God wants us to understand something. I know you understand about this temple, but the presence, let me show you what the house really is. The house really is you. He said, I really want you to understand the house is really you. He says, it's really a spiritual journey. So here's what I want you guys to understand. We have five senses, and our five senses is given to us, man, so we can move about in the earth and connect with people and move. But it's really connected to the being in the earth. But when you want to really be healed and you really want to be delivered and you really want to work for God, you got to move outside of your five senses and kick into your spiritual man. So you got to get out of what you can see and what you can hear and what you can taste. And you got to have a relationship with God beyond that. So when you lose a loved one, right, uh, it drives you crazy. And you have to know that I have this relationship with God and that physical person. It's no longer there, so I get all worked up. I need to go to a power, man, greater than what I can see. Sometimes when we don't have uh, money to pay our bills and, 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 and we're struggling and we're trying to figure out how it's going to happen and we're looking for people, we almost got to understand, Precious, that we got to get outside of them and tap into the real power source. Right? And, and that power source is Christ. right? But it's really beyond our five senses. Right? And the five senses is, is a unique thing, uh, Lance, because Satan uses uh, our circumstances and our situation to get us to move and, and affect the way we think. So if I can affect the circumstance, I can affect you. Because you attach all your circumstances, man, to your five senses. Right? But Jesus came, and he came, man, to let us understand that it's beyond... What you can't see is greater than what you can see. So Paul was really trying to explain to us that uh, um, we're in a spiritual warfare. And you're not wrestling against flesh and blood. You're not wrestling against stuff you can see, stuff you can hear. They just use those things, man, to really uh, try to bring you down and get you all worked up and bent out of shape so you can act 
contrary to God. Right? Because when you're acting in your senses, Spud, you're acting in your senses, then you, you talk about people, you, you, you cuss people out, you, you say all kind of stuff, man, because you're operating on what you can see. But if you really want to operate with God, you have to go into your secret closet and you have to spend time with him and you have to almost die to yourself. You almost got to shut yourself down and then go into a space, man, where you are really connected to God so you can really receive the power of God, right? And every one of us is given this opportunity so we can come together so we can be God's temple so God can be present in all of us. So the house should never be disjointed. So we are a spiritual house. Everybody says spiritual house. We all should be connected together, man, to make a difference. Now, the Gentiles were outside. So we have people, man, that don't know God and don't have any relationship with God, right? But God want to use us because he wants us to understand that they are important and they are part of this house, right? So he gave us uh, 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 stories to talk about. So in Isaiah, he had already prophesied and told us about it a long time ago. This is what he said in Isaiah. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is Isaiah. This is not New Testament stuff. This is Old Testament, right? He says, therefore, this is what the Lord, the, the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone, right? And I'm going to place it in Jerusalem. Then he says this, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone, right? And uh, that is a safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. Now, now I want you to hear me well. So Jesus is not on the scene, right? But yet he's on the scene. All right, so the prophet is telling us about Jesus coming in, and Jesus is going to be this cornerstone. He's letting us know, man, God is about to build a house. And he's about to build a house, and he's going to build a house, and he's going to start with the cornerstone. Because whenever you build something, you got to have the cornerstone that's going to set the house. And whoever this is that's coming is going to be the cornerstone, and they're going to set, and the house is going to be built, right, on really this cornerstone, right? And it's going to set the stage for the entire house. But you got to believe in it because it's going to teach you, man, how to live and how to move and how to be. So it's going to come in a human form. It's going to deal with your five senses, but it's going to get you. It's going to take you to a place, man, beyond you. It's going to show you that you have to interact with your five senses and deal with people. But your power is going to come beyond that. Right? So he comes and he comes and when he brings in this thing called the Holy Spirit. Right? Because you got to have this Holy Spirit in order to build this spiritual house. And a lot of us are struggling because we won't operate, man, outside of our five senses. Right? And, and not understanding, man, that all of us were together. So I need you. I need you to have a serious relationship with God. It's important because this house can't come together unless you do your part. And you have responsibility. And here's the thing. And the Gentiles and the people that's outside, right, uh, God says, listen, I want you to hurry up and get them so they can understand who they are because I need them to help build this house too. Because they are as just as important to me as you are. Right? And so in Peter, 
this is what he says to Peter. He said, you are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. Who is Christ? Everybody say Christ. So Christ is the living cornerstone. Young people, I want you to understand something. You have to know who Jesus is. And you have to really grow in him before you can go. You got to really know who you, because you're going to be dealing with some stuff so challenging that the only way you're going to get through it is you have to dig back into the word. I was telling my daughter uh, this weekend, she was home, and she's a really smart young lady, and she do a lot of reading. And I said, everything you read probably, I said, you go through, she tell me, all she's quoting all kinds of stuff. I said, that's in the Bible. God gave us the answer to everything. So he really want us, I understand I gave you these five senses, but I don't want you to operate really through them. I want you to operate through the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit affect your five senses. Don't let your five senses control you. You control them. Right? And you have to do it, man, through Jesus Christ. You need this relationship with Christ. Apart from Christ, you really can't do it. You can read all the books you want, all the philosophy, all the ideology, whatever. The bottom line is going to come down to Jesus Christ and then him crucified. Right? And I got to have this serious, serious relationship with him. If I don't get that relationship with him, precious, I'm going to talk about him and I'm going to serve him with my lips. My heart is going to be so far from him. And every time something happens, I fall apart emotionally. Because I don't see things, man, through his lens. And he, God sent him here to give us the power uh, uh, to, to, to move and have our being in this earth. And we are this, he said he's trying to build his house so he can be present in it. Because God said, I can't, I can't dwell in an unclean temple. So I need that temple to be clean and pure. Right? And so he says, uh, but he was chosen by God for great honor. Who was he? Say Jesus. He was chosen by God to come really, man, to change your life. That's what he came for. He came, man, so you can have this relationship. And when you get him, the house is starting to come together. So uh, uh, you can see the transformation even in your own home. You can see things happening in your own home when you really embrace Christ. When your husband is acting up, when your wife is acting up, when the kid, kids are going away. If you focus on Christ and realize everything I do, I do because of him. Everything I have is because of him. Whatever you do, it has no Everything I do is because of him. So when you come, I got to be in a place, man, I got to get beyond my five senses and get quickly into my spiritual senses. And understand, man, if I get in him, man, he'll give me a peace that surpasses all understanding. He'll give me the wisdom on how to deal with every situation. You know, so often we go to people uh, when we're having issues and problems, we go to people thinking people can give us the answer when the answer is in Christ. So we don't go to Christ, man, we go to people. Even though he created relationship, so he know everything about relationship and how to interact with people, we go everywhere else to try to get wisdom except him. 
So when we do that and we talk to our friends or we read a book or we do all that and then they give us something and it lasts for a second and you turn around and you're back in the same situation and you can't get this thing off your back. You can't get the monkey off your back. Right? Because God trying to build his spiritual house and he's just tugging on you, telling you, here I am. And he's knocking, saying, please let me into your life so you can, so listen, so you can help build this house. And then I'm going to give you all the resources and strategies and everything you need to make it happen. Right? And he says, it only happens through Christ. Right? And, and you are a living stone. Watch this here. You are a living stone that God is building into a spiritual temple. What more, you are his holy priests. Understand it. I want you to know who you are. You have to know who you are before you go tell somebody who they are. Right? I got to know who I am. I feel pretty good about who I am because I know whose I am and I know who I am. And I have to know that as I interact with people because Satan is going to come from every way. And here's the thing. But if all of us know who we are and who our Savior is, and what he's doing for us, and we tap into him and not be moved by our five senses, by the things we can see, and realize the things we can see can, can, be, can be controlled by the things we can't see. That's why Satan is able to move among some of you all, because what happens is he comes into your life because you don't fill yourself with God, and you don't fill yourself with the word. He comes in, and he takes residence, and he moves through you. Because he got to have a body to work through. But but if you get Christ in you, right, he doesn't have any power to come in. So then, since he don't have no power to come in, and you have Ross, and you got Christ operating in you, then all he can do is affect your circumstance. But he can't affect you. So he tried to mess with your kid. Well, that ain't no good. He tried to mess with your money. Well, that ain't no good. He tried to mess with your dad's no good. He tried to mess with your circumstance so he can affect the way you think. If I can get you stressed out and all that and been out of shape, man, you won't worship God. And then so we then we don't become thankful. So then when a situation happens, Earl, we don't say thank you. We just say, I don't understand what I mean. He said, everything get thanked because I got this. Because there's a foundation, man, that builds everything because he's trying to build his spiritual house, but it's built on thanksgiving and praise. Right? He said, you got to understand, you got to always say thank you, right? And you got to praise him for who he is. Because everything you have is because of him. Everything that's going on is because of him. And so when I see a situation and I see a circumstance, I get bent out. Somebody needs to turn the, uh, the air on because Diane's about to die. So give me some, because she can't go down like that. She's she fanning with, she, she's about to kill her. Them dimples are just sucking in. She's about to go. Any, any moment now, Diane, I got you. We got you, right? Right? Um, so God is amazing. Right? Now, I want you to hear me and hear me well and watch what happens. So in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, uh, and we talked about this last week, but let's move on into this. Into this oh, I got it backwards. All right? Let me go to verse 19. It says, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. Now, let's contextualize that again. Right? So you guys who were not a part of the faith who was out there in the world, now you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life. Now, so you're no longer an outsider. He said, now listen, so now you people who were saved or not saved 
are now no longer strangers and foreigners. He said, you're part, you've been adopted into this royal family because you understand who Christ is, and now you believe, and now you in. Because before you were on the outside. And now you, you see, I'm talking about the people who really, in their heart, have accepted Jesus Christ. Not what your mama said, but what you said. Right? He says, uh, you're no longer strangers or foreigners. He said, you are citizens along with all of God's holy people. And I want everybody to understand this. Uh, Pentecost. I am now a citizen of the kingdom. A lot of people try to get to the United States of America, and they talk about the foreign policy, and we talk about the, uh, uh, all the immigrants and everybody trying to get in. The reason they're trying to get into the United States because they feel like there's some benefits, there's some things, if they can get here, they're going to be all right. But even after they get here, uh, the next thing they try to do is try to be legal. Right? And the reason they do that is because if I become legal, then I have the rights that everybody else has. Because I become a citizen. But if I'm not a citizen, they can kick me out anytime. But as a citizen, man, I'm automatically, man, automatically afforded some benefits. So a lot of people, they're trying to get here because they think America is great. Right? And they love it. Now, we're not going to get into all the political stuff. I'm just telling you it's great. And you ain't got to like America, but you don't want to leave. Because America is all right. Right? So people are trying to, I want you to understand citizenship. So when they get here and they have access to the citizenship and they become a citizen, they have a lot of benefits. And there's some things they can get because the Constitution gives it to them, right? And that's why people have been fighting. So if this is in the Constitution, why don't we all have it, right? We all should have these rights, right? Because every man is created equal, right? I want you to understand this. Now watch it here. In the Bible, here's what it says. It says, you are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. I've been adopted in, and my father now is the king. Now I understand it, Thaddeo. At one time, I did not understand who I was. So I was operating out there, man, not realizing, man, if I got in with the king, everything, everything that the king had, I have access to. Because I'm a part of his royal family. So now, since my daddy is the king, and I'm a part of his royal family, why am I looking for anything? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and you don't have to look for housing. You don't have to look for a car. You don't need to worry about grocery, what you're going to eat. You don't have to worry about what you're going to wear because your father got this. I'm telling you what I know, not what I heard. And, and a lot of times we don't understand the benefit of it because we don't really kick into the spiritual man. We see these things, but if you lock into Christ, and understand who it is, and believe in your heart, and know, watch what he'll do for you. Right? He said, you, you ain't got to worry about your needs. I'm going to take care of your needs. You just got to live right and treat people right. And, and it doesn't matter who you run into, Shanique, you got to treat them right, and you got to love them. Right? Because you're part of this royal family. He says, together we are his house built on a foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Jesus Christ. That we build this house, and this house is going to be a bad house. It's going to be so powerful, 
And it's built on all the, what the prophecy, what he's telling you is, is built on the word of God. With Jesus Christ as the cornerstone. Now, I want you to, I want you to hear me. Uh, a lot of us uh, are what we are, man, because of our relationship with Jesus. We gave our life to Christ, man, and he saved us. We were dying, walking. And he saved us. And we gave our life to him, and we gave our life to him, and he changed the game. All right? So now I became part of this family. Some people try to get a part of this. People, some people just want to be a part of this family. They just want to be a part of this. I, I just want to be a part of this. Because I think there's benefits. I remember one time, and this is a true story. I mean, this is a true story, y'all. This is true. All right? I remember one time I was taking some pictures of uh, a girl, and I can't remember. Who, it's, so, it's been so long ago. I just remember the story. I remember the story, and the young lady had told me that she wished that she had had her baby by AJ. Right? And, and because, because of the, the benefits of the grandkids. Now, now, this is a true story. I'm not lying to you, for real. Right? And, and she felt like there would be great benefits, man, if she was my, her kids were my grandkids. Right? Uh, because the way I treat and, and love my grandkids, right? And, but here's the thing. And, you know, and I thought about that. I said, wow, that's powerful. I said, but uh, she really don't know I ain't nobody for real. I'm just nobody, right? But imagine, and I want you to understand, if I was a part of Christ's family, I got access to everything. I don't need to be part of a person. I don't need what people have because they can take it and give it. But if you take, if I'm a part of Dr. Abby Alley family, if he get mad, he said, "Well, I'm not, I'm not giving you no gas money. They don't, don't ask, don't you come here and eat." But if I'm a part of the king, even if he say no, she give me some gas. <laughs> if she won't give me something, then she, she give me something to eat. Because everything belongs to my father. When you become a part of the royal family, everything belongs to him. So he have access to everything. And so if you don't have it, somebody else have it, and God influences them because they are part of this spiritual house. That's why when you read Acts chapter 4, he said they sold everything. Everything. And those who had nothing and those who had plenty all had the same. And nobody was in lack. So you got to understand, this right here, if you accept Christ and come into this family, you don't know what you just signed up for. There's nothing that they can withhold from you. Because God has the power to touch anybody at any time. A lady, I heard a story, a lady said she was praying early in the morning. Uh, they had a furnace. And the furnace was out, and it cost $7,000 to get this furnace. The woman said she, was, she, she told me this story. She said she was on her knees praying early in the morning, and they didn't know how they were going to do it and how they were going to get their furnace. So they, 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 they went out on Facebook, and they wanted to do a popcorn sale because it cost $7,000 for the furnace. And somebody knocked on her door with a check for $7,000. She started crying. She said she wanted to get in the streets and dance. She could not believe. She said, God, would you touch somebody's heart? Now, listen, 
She's a part of the royal family, and they didn't know how they was going to do it. She said, God, would you touch somebody's heart? And somebody knocked on her door with a check for $7,000 to pay for the furnace that she didn't have the money to pay for. She thought she had to do a popcorn sale. God said, my babies don't have a popcorn sale, and your daddy the king? <laughs> you need a pop. Why are you asking? And you had already asked me this morning. You just didn't believe me. Now, I don't give me. She had asked him that morning, but she didn't believe him. She was just saying something. So they started a popcorn sale. And when she said it, because she was in the family, God said, I got you. That's what this royal family is all about. That's right here. That's what it's all about. So when, so when, when he comes, here's what he says in, in 21. He says, we are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. All right. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Where who live? So he's telling us. That's why we can't be prejudiced and racist and all this kind of stuff. Because God got people out there. He said, other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. So they're out there. And just like at one time, man, you was a Gentile. At one time, you was out there far from God, but God brought you in. And here's the beauty of, of the kingdom. I, I, I promise you, man, this is the beauty of the kingdom. Here, here's what it says. We are carefully joined together in him. Right? Now watch this. Becoming a holy temple. But here's the beauty, Nadia. Because we're a holy temple, man, God dwells in us. God said, I'm amongst your presence. So when I go, I got it. I heard somebody give a testimony one time and said, I was went to the grocery store and I was waiting for the person to buy their groceries. Soon as they got ready to buy their groceries, they said, hold it, I got this. And they took their credit card out and paid for it. The person didn't know because they was a part of the royal family. They, didn't, they, 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 they may have been struggling, but God came right on time. I want you to understand, man, who you are. Last week, uh, I got a phone call, and, and a young man called me on the phone, and he says, Pastor, uh, he says, what the church need? He, he was Thanksgiving. And I said, um, we don't, he says, whatever they need. He said, tell somebody to call me. And I, you know, I said, okay. And then after he said, they going to call me? He said, I thought, well, what they need? Then after what he saw me again, he said, uh, nobody called me. You know, and, and I was laughing um, in my spirit because uh, uh, the young man didn't realize that God says, you're part of my kingdom and you got. So I want to make sure they know that if they need anything, I got you. I may not need you now. Uh, he said, but I got, he was letting me know, listen, what you worry, don't you ever worry about nothing, Pastor Durham. I got people who will make sure that everything y'all need is taken care of. Because you're a part of this royal family. I want you all to understand who you are when you join this, this family. So if you're far from it, you need to get back in good grace with the family. If you, if at one point you have walked away, you say it's not a point. You need to get in good grace with the family so you can receive some of the benefits of the family. Because I want you to understand something. You can be a part of the family, right? And he loves you. He's going to take care of you. But there's a lot more benefits, man, when you're doing right in the house. You know, I also tell AJ, he's here. AJ always get on me. And, you know, and Nessa was getting $3,000 a month when she was going to college. We sent her $3,000 a month going to college, and I loaned AJ twenty. The, 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 so AJ said, hey, Dad, just got to get 20, and Nessa was getting 3000 a month. This, is, this ain't no, I'm not, I'm telling y'all the guys got some truth. The difference was Nessa 
that did what we said do. We told her to go to school and do what she had to do. Now, AJ had the same option. I said, you go to school, we're going to take care of everything. He did it for a few days, and he said, well, I'm going to try another thing. But anyway, nevertheless, right? But here's the beauty. I, I want you guys to understand this here. Now, listen, God is greater than what we can ever do. But because she made the right choices, and she was doing what I asked her to do, there was nothing she could not ask for she didn't get. Now, AJ never went hungry. Not a day in his life he ever was hungry. He always had somewhere to lay his head. We made sure of that, right? Because he's my son. But he missed out on a whole lot more benefits if he had to do it right. You can be a part of the family, right? But if you really turn it over to God and really start living for him and then doing his will, he'll open up the pocketbook for you. He'll pay a medical bill, and you know, and, and sometimes you get surgery, and all of a sudden you got a medical bill, and he'll pay for it. And some of you all, you know he done it for you because you didn't have no insurance, and you went to emergency. And when you don't have no insurance, I'm going to tell you people who keep going to emergency, and it's all right, and you say, shoot, and I ain't paid no bill. That's because we paying it for you. Because God got people, and he know you need it. So he's taking care of you. That's how God works. I want you to understand what you're a part of, right? And I want, listen, don't you want other people, man, to be a part? Don't be jealous. You should want other people to have the same benefits, right? And you should be telling your friends, listen, uh, you ought to come over to my house. You, you really ought to come over. Uh, my mama cooking a big deal for Thanksgiving, and the dinner is free. And my dad going to take care of you, right? Come on over, right? That's and then when they get in, they realize they give their life to the Lord, and God just takes care of them. And all he requires, all he requires of us is for us to live right and love him and love people. He said, I'm not asking a lot from you. Right? He said, I want you to live right. Right? Now, uh, and I'm, I'm about to wrap this up. Now, I, I, want you, I want you to hear this in, here in Corinthians. Don't you realize that all of you together of the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God lives in you. Do, do you know who you are? A lot of us have been living beneath our privilege. I want today to be the day, man, when you make the choice to really commit and do right by your daddy and do right by your mama and trust that he's going to take care of you and you don't have to, and you don't have to worry about anything. And I want you to understand, he, everything you did, whatever you're dealing with, he got you. Now, you got to, here's what I'm going to tell you. I got to, you got to do something. You got to spend time alone with just you and him. Nobody else around, no secret. Get out by yourself, and it's just you and him. And spend time and devotion and ask him, say, now, what is it that you need me to do? Because I, I promise you, I'm going to do my part in making sure I'm a part of the house. And I'm going to spend time, and I'm going to ask you, now I'm leaving the day, I'm getting up in the morning, I'm headed out of the house. Uh, whatever you need me to do, let me know. I promise you, I'm not going to misrepresent you. Wherever you send me, I'm going to represent you. And I promise you, they're going to know that you sent me because I'm going to love the hell out of them. And they're going to they they know, right? Because you're part of this great 
phenomenal. Now listen, you're going to have some shortcomings in your life. There's some things that you know you need to clean up. You got to give it to him. Because you don't have the power. Some, some of you are, you went too far. And, and you're going out there, and you can't get back by yourself. You need a lifeline. He said, I'm Matt. He said, but you got to trust me, and then I bring you back. If you don't believe it, man, you ought, you ought to ask the person sitting next to you. Because one time they was way out there, and they didn't know how they were going to get back. And he threw them a lifeline. And if he did it for them, he'll do it for you. Right? Because he wants you here so we can impact others. This house is a blessed house. And, and you need to make sure, you, don't, you need to come here and make sure your house is in order. Because God going to send some other people. And they're going to come and they want to know, I don't want, man, I wish that, you don't want them to say you have to clean up your house. You ever went to somebody's house, you say, ooh, they house so nasty. I don't understand why they won't clean up. And then there's some houses you go to, you say, oh, my God, man, that is so beautiful. Man, they got a, the most magnificent house. And it's not even that big, it's just a little house, but it's just so clean. That's how this got to be. He said, clean up your house, your temple. Make sure it's right so when people see it, when they come to your house, and they know that your father runs this house. Whether you're in school, at home, at the grocery store, wherever you are, represent your daddy. Amen. Get a lot of hand clap. building this spiritual house and now you have the opportunity to do your part do your part everybody stand to your feet I want you to bow your head and I don't want anybody looking up and I want you to repeat after me say dear Lord Jesus thank you for giving me another opportunity to represent you and bring this house together. Touch my life. Touch my heart. Touch my mind. Give me a desire to love you and love people. In Jesus' name, amen. God is amazing. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Getting ready to go into the Thanksgiving, I mean the Christmas and all that. Let your light so shine that men may see your good works and then glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen? This is the time of giving. We ask you to give according to how God has blessed you. You can't never outgive him. Right? So if you give men, everybody say men. Men will give under your bosom. Good measure, press down, shaking together one another. All of us have a commitment not only to give our life to God, but give our resources as well. We can't do what we do without you. Amen. I want to thank you all. All you all have been so gracious in your giving. But as some of you all, you know where you are in your relationship with God. We want so much from God, but we give so little to him. Right? Give and he gives back to you. Amen. I don't tell you what to give. I don't try to scare you into giving. I don't want to guilt you into giving. I want you to give out of love. Amen. So I am going to ask Kevin if he would give $2,000 that he has. Now, Kevin is my good friend. <laughs> Kevin said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even have $2.
Lord, bless the offering. Thank you for all those who have to give because everybody has something to give. Don't let anyone, not a single person, leave, whether they're a kid or adult, and not give something to you. You see, every we come, we should always bring an offering. So, Lord, touch them and let them know that they, as they give to you, you'll never let them go without because we all are part of the house and everything belongs to you. And you just want to know, can they trust you with their portion? And then you'll get back to them. Be with us. Guide our hearts and guide our minds. Until we meet again, we say we love you with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day.